Don't think healthcare professionals have any business experience? Think again. No topic is off limits as we share tales from our brave hosts who will always tell it like it is. We are hashtag no filter healthcare. Here to guide you through your healthcare journey are your hosts, Taylor Dunn and Tamara Donda. We want to thank our sponsor, Uptime Health, the leading healthcare equipment and compliance management software company for bringing this podcast to fruition. Visit UptimeHealth.com to learn more. Let's get started. Welcome to hashtag no filter healthcare. I'm your co-host, Taylor Dunn. And I'm your other co-host, Tamara Donda, and today we have our guest speaker, Melissa Turner, who is the co-host of Dentistry Gone Wild podcast. She's also the co-founder of the National Mobile Intelledentistry Conference, and she is at the tooth girl on Instagram. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Thank you. Hi. I love being here. I love you guys already, so let's just do this. (laughs) We are so happy to have you here today, Melissa. I've seen you in action at conferences, so I know how busy your schedule is. So I really appreciate you being here with us. Um, So I know a lot of people in the industry already know who you are, but for those that have not had the pleasure of meeting you, I just want to start off by having you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. And um, also, I'd love to know how you and Sonia came up with the idea to create the National Mobile Teledentistry Conference. You know, it was just pure destiny, pure fate. (laughs) Yeah. No, thank you, Taylor. So I am Melissa Turner, affectionately known as the Tooth Girl on Instagram, for those of y'all that are into influencer stuff. Um, Otherwise, I am a dental hygienist by trade. Um, And, you know, it's one of these things where you get into dentistry uh, those, those of us that go to dental hygiene or dental or dental assisting school, it's one of these things where you either know somebody who's a dentist or in, in the trade or your mom or your dad was in it. Right. And so that's kind of where I found myself and how I got into dentistry. It's, it's like one of these things where you get into it and you're like, Oh, this is cool, but do I want to be in it for the long term, Right. Um, by nature, I'm a creative person. I'm a go-getter. And so I remember when I first started in dental hygiene, um, I was a little bit frustrated because it was clinical day in and day out, and I didn't have a chance to express myself. Um, And so that's one of my, probably my underlying themes of my story, my career in dentistry. And that's that's really one of the ways in which uh, this whole National Mobile Intelledentistry Conference got started. Um, So back in the day, way back when, um, I had my first child and that was, that was seven years ago. And at that point in my career, I had been a hygienist for probably about 10 years and I was moving around the States, uh, here, there and everywhere. And I was, I was able to experience a lot of dentistry and a lot of different dental practices all around the country. And that's a that's a fortunate thing. That's a significant thing. Um, and so what happened was I realized there were a lot of clinicians who were providing mobile dentistry and they had nowhere to go. They had no resources. They had no support groups. They were just kind of on the fringe of you know, right. dentistry. And that's a place where I'm comfortable being, but it's it's a hard place to be. And so what happened was I had my first kid. I was in the throes of like, (laughs) for those of you that have kids, you know, (laughs) the newborn days of trying to get sleep. And I realized, what can I do with my career that is significant, 
that would harness my creative abilities that would make dentistry a better place for both the patient and the professional. And so what I did was I realized we needed we needed to create an ecosystem for these mobile clinicians, for clinicians that, that think outside the box, for clinicians that are taking services to patients. And I'm like, at that point, the, the biggest thing to do was start a Facebook group. So it's easiest thing, right? I'm home in my pajamas, caring for my kiddos. I'm like, let's let's start this Facebook group. So I started iHeart Mobile Dentistry, and it took off. And it's it, to this day, it's iHeart Mobile Dentistry is one of the probably the most positive um, groups in dentistry. And you know, it's not huge; it's about three thousand members, but it's it's clinicians and dental professionals of all walks of, of life. There's dentists, there's hygienists, there are administrative personnel. We're all on the same page and we all want to care for the patients and take 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 um, dental care to the patients. So, so I started this Facebook group. I was having the time of my life and I started to put out, you know, kind of some sneaker posts about, hey, anyone interested in the conference? Anyone interested in the conference? And what you know it, one of my role models gives me a call and her name was Sonia Dunbar, the geriatric tooth fairy. And I had always wanted to meet her, never met her. She was so super cool. She's Wonder Woman in dentistry. She gives me a call. <laughs> she is. She gives me a call. And here she owns uh, mobile dental practices in several states in the country. And so she's like, Melissa, we should do this together. Let's join forces. And I was like, yes. Amen. Let's do this. And so w- within, you know, within eight to 10 months, we had everything lined up for our first national mobile and teledentistry conference. And at that point, people were like, where did this come from? You know, what? Like, this just popped right. out of nowhere. Um, and literally, Sonia and I were happy if we had two people in the room, right? We were like, this just needs to happen. Let's get it going. And that first year we sold out, we sold out again. We had over 400 attendees, you know, come to Orlando for, for that, um, for that first conference. And it was, it was amazing. And then, and then the kicker of the story is like, we came home from the conference and about two days later, the world shuts down to COVID. So there's that. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's, that's so tough. I mean, I don't think some people don't even realize what really goes into these conferences to develop them, the content, the speakers, the venue, and then not only that, the marketing, getting mm-hmm. people to believe in what you're putting on. And it's just, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you firsthand though, uh, we just went to your last conference and it was amazing. We had a great time. It was a really amazing turnout. The content, I'm not a dentist. I don't have any dental background. And I wanted to continue listening to the speakers because they were just so engaging and they really had a way of telling you about how to um, improve your your practice. And it was, it was very cool. So I appreciate that Uptime Health could be a sponsor and we will definitely be back. So Thank you, Taylor. We appreciate the support. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really great. And for anyone that doesn't know you or Sonia, um, saying that you're creative is an understatement. (laughs) First of all, the way you guys dress, I'm like, I need to take a lesson from you guys because you have so much color and you're, I love your clothing. Like every time I see you guys, I'm like, okay, 
where do they shop? Because <laughs> I'm so I'm so bland and like neutral. It's uh, clearly I'm in like white and black. <laughs> There's a so. season and time for everything. So just own it. <laughs> I know. So um I, I really love you guys. You're such great people and I love what you're doing for the industry. But all right, let's let's get into it. I our, you know we're hashtag no filter. So I, I'm going into the the question that we want you to kind of open up and answer honestly. Um, and that question is uh, what's one thing about your job or even the industry that absolutely no one agrees with you about, or at least you think no one agrees with you about? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there we go. There we go. There's two. The first one I'm not going to spend time on, but it's drop the freaking floss. Just be done with flossing. Like that's, and that's coming from a hygienist, right? But this is, this is to my, uh, to my hygiene and dental colleagues out there. It's patients are so tired of, of flossing, right? Mm -hmm. So don't even mention it. You know, when, when I'm in my chair, my clinical chair, I say, don't floss. I tell the patient, don't floss. There's plenty of other tools out there that you can use. Find what works for you. And as long as you're not getting cavities and as long as your gingival health is still good, then by all means, just do it. Okay. But that's not what I want to talk about. <laughs> I think I think the biggest thing for no filter, I think the biggest thing that people don't agree with is that we need to take our dental services to the patient. And I mean, we're talking a lot about the National Mobile and Teledentistry Conference, but this is a myth. This is this is something that we need to continue to discuss because it's 2022. So, so if I ask a, a dentist or a dental hygienist, what do you think about mobile dentistry? What do you think about taking dentistry on wheels to the patient through a portable suitcase, through an RV, through a pod? They'll say, oh, that's great, but I'm not into public health dentistry. I'm not into, you know, pop-up volunteer clinics just to, you know, help people in need. And so this, when, when Taylor, when you ask uh, why they don't agree with me, they don't agree with me, majority of, of dental professionals, simply because they don't know, they lack the knowledge uh-huh. to know, number one, how to do it. But also the simple fact that our patients want this now. And I have, I have an inkling that you both understand this. It's the younger generations that will always understand this. We want things to come to us. Convenience. I, yes, we want the convenience. We expect it. I mean, when was the last time you went into a clothing store? You right. go to the mall and it's like, oh, gross. I'll just, I'll just go to the website, right? Exactly. I'll have it delivered to me. Uber Eats every week, especially when I'm traveling, I get Uber Eats, right? Like, right. Me. My library books come to me sometimes. I just signed up for a pharmacy that will deliver my prescriptions to my house. And I'm like, what? Why hasn't this happened before? Right. right. And so what we're seeing, what we know now, even before COVID, is that this was happening. The millennials, the younger generations want things to come to us. Mm-hmm. And so especially now, you know, after COVID, every age group, every person from every walk of life wants things to come to them. And so translating that to dental services means that we take as much as we can to them through the phone. It means we take as much as we can uh, service-wise, cleanings, prevention, prevention, restorative, aligners, 
we take those to the patient in their home, in their workplace, to their community centers, to their schools. When I take my seven-year-old or my five-year-old to get their well-child visits, I want them to get a cleaning. I want them to go see a dentist at their well-child visit, right? So mobile dentistry can help with all of this. So when I say majority of dentistry does not agree with me, it's because they they don't know yet right. that this is what the consumer or patient wants. I was just think, saying that when we were at the conference, um, I noticed a lot of people we spoke to were there to learn. They, they had no mobile units. They were just starting out with the concept. And it was inspiring to see that they were there to educate themselves rather than just assuming that it's not something that's needed. So I, I agree with you that it is um, something that is just lacking knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's really what it is. So. Yeah, so speaking of the lack thereof of knowledge, right, in the space, um, you know, I think now we've all really um, became more, we've become more accustomed to digital age, right, and using new technologies and trying to implement new methods. So how do you truly explain to those brick and mortars, you know, especially the ones that have been around for years, like that they need to join the bandwagon, right? They need to jump on board. They need to offer these services. Like what are your uh, go-tos when you're trying to explain it to them? Yeah. Well, I'll be honest, uh, Tamara, some of it's a waiting game. You know, I could yell and scream from the mountaintop about mobile dentistry, but it's very difficult to convince, you know, it's very difficult to, to teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> um, sometimes dentists, whether they're male or female or old or young, are difficult to say, hey, how about you try this instead of what you're used to doing? And so it's a little bit of a waiting game right now because uh, we're seeing a lot of the baby boomers retire. A lot of the baby boomers who are dentists who own dental practices, and we're seeing the millennials, the younger, the Gen X, the younger generations come up and take their place. And so, once this generational shift happens, it's going to be like, okay, oh yeah, they get it. They're going to start to implement these non-traditional care delivery methods. Um, but really, right now, my biggest message and our biggest message as the National Mobile and Teledentistry Conference. Um, as the, you know, we have a professional association, a 501c4, that's a sister organization to the conference. It's called the American Mobile and Teledentistry Alliance. So these two organizations are really right now saying, hey, the future of dentistry will always include the brick and mortar dental practice. That's not going away. We're not advocating to replace it. What we're advocating for is for the traditional dental practice to have an arm into the virtual phone of the patient, to have an arm into the patient's workplace, into the patient's home, into the school down the street. And that way, I mean, it's it's honestly a win-win, win-win-win for everyone. It's the best form of marketing out there. But that's not even what we're talking about in this podcast. I mean, you're going out into the community. People are going to see you. They're going to ask, what are you doing? Why does your van say dental on it? What is that? Your na- neighbors are going to see, you know, you treat your pa- uh, patient at their house. And they're going to be like, well, you can come here. Like, let's do this. Um So what we're advocating for is that the traditional dental practice begins to think outside the box. And what happens when that happens is 
is the patients, you, you see patients outside of the brick and mortar, and then you can reserve, a, a dentist can reserve the surgical chair time, the clinical op for the more lucrative procedures, for the things that have to take place in the dental practice. We've seen dental practices that implement this, they're able to bring in traveling specialists. So the endodontist can come in, the orthodontist can come in one day a week. And so now general dental practices can house these specialties under the same roof. They can keep you know, the patient experience the same. They can control that. It's, it's a win for everyone. So my message is, hey, we're not trying to take away the traditional dental practice. We're trying to increase your bottom line. If you go out Things become more efficient. You run better. Employees love it too. That's a phenomenon that we're seeing. Employees love to get out of the dental practice. I remember when I was working full time in the dental practice. If I could walk across, if I had an excuse to walk across the parking lot in the middle of the day, I'd be like, Hallelujah! I'll take, I'll go take out the trash, just to get out, just to experience something other than a small room, a small practice, a small mouth, just to get out and be in the community. Right. I also feel like a lot of dental professionals, and I may be biased because I've met some of the most amazing people in this industry, but they're all so um, well-versed in just, you know, communication skills, right? And they're just always there and open and, you know, ready to help and ready to give you advice and, you know, jump into conversations. So I think they're this, they're the type of people that I think are not meant to be in the same four walls every day. So that's, you get that's it. You get it. <laughs> Um, so being that you have a finger on the pulse, which is obvious at this point, um, what do you think that, what do you think that's, that's, uh, actually changed as of now? Like, what do you think fundamentally has changed in the dental space? Maybe even specifically in the mobile dental, dental space, um, you know, are people becoming more accustomed? Do you think now, um, or is there anything that's kind of surprised you in this industry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, um, and there's a couple of different answers to this beautiful question. But one of the things is dental professionals are starting to think outside of the box. They, they've dabbled with virtual care. They've dabbled with seeing their patients on a HIPAA-compliant platform. And they've dabbled with it. And so now it's a matter of helping them understand how they can use it uh, best. Uh, there's some that have dabbled with it and have said, hey, this is amazing. I'm going to keep – I'm going to – go to town with this and others that said, oh, it didn't work for us. But I encourage those who are listening who say it didn't work for them to say, well, maybe you weren't doing it exactly how you should have been doing it. Maybe you saw a different dentist down the street doing it in a certain way and you said, oh, I'll, I'll do what they did. So I work with, a, with dental practices right now to try to implement different ways of teledentistry, different methods of virtual care that work for their dental practices. But I think the biggest thing that I've seen change in, in my career, and I, I think will be even more significant in the future, is um, branding in dentistry. So I've been in dentistry about 20 years. When I first started, um, nobody wanted to come to the dentist. And if they did, it was only because they were in pain, right? In the last 20 years, we've seen whitening and um, aligners come through and orthodontics really pick up because now we're cosmetic focused because patients want white teeth, straight teeth, and now it's moving toward prevention. So, so patients coming in in 2022 versus 1992 <laughs> have a completely different 
uh, user experience, patient experience when they come into the dental practice. And so what we've seen is back when I first started at general dental practices, we're getting websites. You know, you get a website and you're great, right? <laughs> Early 2000s, like you get a cookie cutter website and you are going to be the talk of the town as a dental practice. Well, now we're seeing DSOs come in and group practices come in and really focus on creating a comfortable environment for patients. And that that that's all a part of their branding. That's all a part of, of how they present themselves, the colors they use, the, the words they use, the transparency they have with their patients. And part of that is because we've seen an increase in outside interest in dentistry. So some of what I do, a lot of what I do is working with um, dental product and service companies uh, to help with their branding. So for instance, a startup from outside of dentistry will come to me and say, hey, Melissa, you're a hygienist, you're an expert in branding. How can we reach dental professionals? How can we reach the the dental patient. And so they'll come to me and I'll say, well, let's work on your branding. Let's figure it out. And so the more the more outside um, interest that comes into dentistry, the more the patient experience is changing. And so now we're seeing we're seeing dentistry become cool, become kind of sexy. Like we're seeing it become valued. I know sexy. Am I allowed to say that word? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's becoming valued. Got- Compliance is sexy and dental. Yes, up time. But we're we're seeing these things really uh, change. It's the mindset of the patient and the mindset of the dental professional. If dentistry is valued in the patient's eyes, then then my job as a hygienist, then the dentist career, and then what they walk into every day in the dental practice is going to change. I don't. I can't tell you how many times patients have said to me, I hate the dentist, I hate the dentist. And I'll say, well, good, I'm glad I'm not the dentist. Like, I'm the hygienist, let's let's have some fun. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a very difficult industry to be, to be in, to work in, to be a consumer in. And so now that we're seeing branding and, and consumer experience and uh, workplace culture pick up within dentistry, we're going to see some some big steps, some big strides and, and changes in dentistry in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've said it all there. I mean, <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a lot that's changing. I mean, we talk about innovation all the time, but you've kind of taken another lens on it and you're seeing how it's evolving and you've been in the industry and it's just, you're spot on. I mean, the branding and what, what people are doing now is completely different experience. So um, and we are here for it. We're ready for it. So <laughs> well, I know. And you, I mean, Uptime is helping to lead the pack. Like you said, it's making compliance sexy. Like who right. would have thought <laughs> that this is, that this was an open space in dentistry that needed to be filled. Right. And it is, it is. And that's the same with mobile dentistry, with teledentistry, with virtual care, with creating a better patient experience. It's making the dental practice as a business model and as a functional clinical model, it's making it more efficient, more effective, more fun to be in. And if we can you know, keep that on the upward trend, then it's going to be a better place for everyone, for you guys too, as, as brands that, that come and work with us. Yeah. 100% agree. Well, I, I could keep talking to you about more and more, but uh, unfortunately we have to 
cut the episode short here, but um, it was really great to talk with you, especially about you know how the industry is changing. And you know already we're huge fans of your podcast, Dentistry Gone Wild, and of course the conference, National Mobile Teledentistry. So we will see you there again in 2023. And for everyone, uh, if you'd like to check out either, um, Dentistry Gone Wild podcast. Is that on Spotify and mm-hmm. iTunes and it's everywhere you on YouTube? Anywhere you can find it. <laughs> and then uh, you can also check out the upcoming conference and visit nmdconference.com. And please make sure you subscribe and comment below if you have any questions for us. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Thank you.